Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Writer's Block Podcast. All right. We're coming to you live from the Comedy Zone here in Jacksonville, Florida. You already know. We got a special guest in the motherfucking building. All right. One of the funniest dudes. If you've ever seen him live, you would know. You would agree. His stand-up is top tier. All right. Uh, kind of just rapid fire. You're going to be laughing. You're going to be fucking dying. Uh, you see him all over your TVs. If you've ever seen Wild and Out, all right, uh, fresh off the BET Awards weekend, and he's right now on tour here at the Comedy Zone with TIP. Uh, we got my man Tyler Chronicles in the building. Yes, sir. What's good, Tyler? How you doing, man? What's Bobby up, Brown? Bro? <laughs> What's the- Where is the cocaine, man? Oh man, listen, you in Jacksonville, <laughs> Florida? All right, all you gotta do is just say "cut" and people go uh, give it to you. I don't know if I want no. I want. I think I want some Miami cocaine. I think <laughs> you know you fuck with Jacksonville, Florida. It might be me. <laughs> That's crazy. Look at that real Dilsky. What a diss. What a diss. Disrespectful, man. Uh, here at the Comedy Zone, bro. Uh, so I think this is my second time seeing you here. Okay. Uh, how many times have you been? Did been? This is only my second time. So okay. You saw it, caught me both times. First time with B. Simone, this time with uh, the Ha Ha Mafia. Yeah, yeah man. man. Uh, how you feeling, bro? How's the weekend, Ben? What's like, like man? Real quick. Shoot, this has been a great weekend. Jacksonville is a really good comedy audience, yeah. crowd, uh, club as well, and um, yeah, it's been really good. We've actually only planned to come here and do Friday and Saturday, two yeah. shows each day, and then it added one Sunday that sold out and added another one, so we got two more shows. Little air horn, man! Shout out. Selling out the goddamn comedy Right, zone. I can't hear the air horn, but I bet it sounds yeah. festive. <laughs> 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 Y'all just know spot on, man. <laughs> spot the fuck on. Um, so listen, man. You're a writer. Mm-hmm. You do stand up, bro. Like, like, what what do you feel like? Uh, like something that you are very most proud of that you think, like, real quick, the people should should go check out, like, right now, man. Something that you, your work, man. Um, something that few people know about what I do um, in this in this industry, uh, there's a show called The Cube Okay, Dwayne Wade. It's on TBS. They, I've never heard of it. I'm yeah, not they, if you watch basketball, they promote it all the time during okay. basketball games. So if, but if you don't, it's rare that you're going to hear about the it. The Cube? The Cube, yes. Yeah. Okay. So it's an old uh, game from London, and they've been playing it like 14, 15 seasons or whatever, and Dwayne Wade just wow. took over. This is our second season. And long story short, it's a game show where people come and compete inside this large cube, and they do different games, but it's a lot of pressure because of the time limit and stuff like that. Yeah. But also, the Cube talks to the people. Oh, shit. And I'm the voice of the cube. Yo. Nah, no bullshit. <laughs> That's uh, pretty fire. And they got me in a trailer pressing buttons like, hello, yeah. hello Dwayne. <laughs> like, the cube is ready. Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, so, yeah man, I, I, um, it's still actually um, finishing the season up. And, um, yeah, it comes on um, uh, Thursday nights. TBS on, TBS, on yeah. Thursday nights? Yeah, man. The cube, man. Make the sure cube. y'all go find that, Tap bro. in, bro. So I'm super, I'm super proud of that, for yeah. sure. Second season of that. Hell mm-hmm. yeah, man. Uh, so uh, you, you're from L.A., but you're living out in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. All right, which, where, where did you start comedy in? Either one of those? Yeah, uh, born, born and raised in Inglewood, California, but uh, I started comedy in Atlanta. Okay. Uh, kind of late in life, I, I guess, later than a lot of my peers that started. What would you consider uh, that? Like, what would you consider late? I was 26, 27. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'd be late sometimes. I started when I was 20. Okay. Yeah. See, it's, that's what a lot of my my peers started at that age. But I was doing other things. Like I, I didn't finish college till like twenty two. Then I was coaching basketball for a while. Then that's what actually moved me to Atlanta. Um, coaching. I started. 
Yeah, kind of sort of. I started working for the Hawks. I wasn't coaching for. I wasn't coaching oh, for the I'm Hawks. Say. <laughs> nah, honestly, but I was trying to. I had yeah. got my my way in, and I was trying to work my way up to be like a scout or like assistant coach. Yo, or something that's like that. actually big. Yo. Yeah, yeah. I was working my way until um, you had your own life. Like that's a whole other life. Oh yeah, I'm a corporate America. I was corporate America guy, but I got my MBA, have a master's degree, and everything. Um, Congratulations, sir. Yeah, yeah. Run that horn. Run yeah, that horn. Yeah. People know that. I'm proud of that too, but I'll be forgetting about it. I, yeah, I mean. But yeah, communications, broadcast uh, journalism, communication, my undergrad, and I got my MBA. And then, um, you know, I got into the business side in Atlanta, but I started linking up with, with the coaches and the GM and, you know what I mean, scout people, and they started helping me and da da da. But I uh, got a podcast called More Than Culture. Remo Rod is on that podcast, and Kamal Secret and Ronnie Jordan. But Kamal and, and Remo, Back in the day, they started this um, improv group called Snack Pack. And, okay, all right, yeah. And they, they wanted me to um, wanted me to audition for it, and I did, mm-hmm. and ended up getting on there. Yeah. And what's it, back in the day? Like what what era? That was uh, shoot. 08, 09. Wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I can't remember when we started, but we started a long time ago. One of the only black improv groups that I was aware of. We had another one called Blacktop in Atlanta, where we were, you know, young, doing colleges and just outside doing shows. And I just, that's when I really caught the comedy bug. You know what I'm saying? So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the basketball thing kind of moved to the side from there. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. So, like, like, did it just happen, like, like na- like you had, like, something was set up, and then you were like, I'm going to, all right, basketball, you're done? No, 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 no I just... did not have anything set up. It okay. was it was just the love of it made me know, like, oh, oh God put me right here. Yeah, okay. God, yeah, yeah, God put me right Because, you know, I'm at the office making people laugh. It's people, you know, ever since high school and stuff, I'm really kind of reserved and an introvert. Mm-hmm. But it, people that knew me knew, you know what I mean? Like, I talk to my, my homeboy all the time, been knowing since third grade. He's like my brother. And uh, when I first started doing comedy, he was like, "Yeah, it makes sense." He's yeah. like, "I was, yeah, I figured I figured you was gonna be a comedian." And I was like, "Damn, I ain't even see it." You yeah. know what I mean? That's why I felt like you it took know. me so long. You know nah. what I mean? So, but yeah, I didn't have nothing going on. I was just really doing open mics. And grace of God, I had a bunch of people that I met through connections while I was in the corporate world that would have events or different spots that I could host and make a little money. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I started I making big. money a little earlier than a lot of comedians from my connections from the corporate world. Yeah. And did some bigger, like big shows. Um, I'm a member of Omega Sci-Fi, and we had our district meeting in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I remember doing that show, and there's like 5,000 people there, and I was like a year in, a year in oh, doing comedy. That's so, crazy. So, yeah, so my corporate experience did help me out later on yeah. with the comedy stuff in terms of people knowing me and booking me and having events and working a bunch of different things like that. But yeah, I didn't have nothing set up for yeah, sure. I didn't know where like, I didn't know where it was going. It was, <laughs> I got I got I went from I had bought myself a house with you know with the corporate America work and all that, and it went from that to like scrapping and surviving. You know what I mean? Yeah, but thank God I had a house and I wasn't I wasn't renting or I'd have been homeless for sure. Yeah. Like y'all know if y'all know what a house, it'll mess your credit up a little bit. But you got ninety <laughs> days to pay that mortgage. You hear me? <laughs> Trust me, I, I've been a victim before, man. Okay, I, for I, sure. I, listen, it's not. Yeah. I, I, so when you when you renting, they on your head <laughs> by the seventh. If you still in there, that's a miracle. <laughs> And I mean, but with the house, I was waiting to the 89th day. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, me. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. man! Uh, so uh, the Atlanta, Atlanta comedy scene, and more than culture. Like I know you, you found like uh, a crew. Like you, I would say like like y'all kind of came up in that same in that same era in Atlanta mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what was that like? Like, cause I I only know Atlanta comedy from the outside looking in. I've gotcha. only been there like twice. Man, yeah. I am I am a to, to well to start off with with more than culture. Um, it's like I said, Ronnie Kamal, 
and um, Remo and myself and Remo started around the same time in terms of doing stand-up, too. He started doing stand-up after the improv stuff okay. as well. Kamal just started doing stand-up recently, probably three years ago. Mm-hmm. And Ronnie's been doing it for 20-something years. Everybody know Ronnie, the nigga with titties, fat nigga at the door. Okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you know comedy, you know that. Yeah. You know him. So, Ronnie's drawing funny as hell. Man, yeah. as hell. So we had, a, um, you know, Ron, Ronnie and Kamal actually had that podcast. They started More Than Culture already. Mm-hmm. And then we just kind of... Myself and Ryan just kind of came in and it all clicked and it made sense for us to keep on going with it. But in terms of the Atlanta comedy scene, man, I'm glad I started there. Um, like I said, from L.A., L.A. scene and, and, and Atlanta scene is different because in Atlanta, it, it was in the early 2000s, especially even before that, it was tough. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it wasn't that many comedy clubs to do. It was like two clubs, and even the clubs was kind of tough. Yeah. But there was a lot of bars. tough as in, like, getting into or, like, the audience? Hell no. Like, tough, like, getting jokes off and, uh, and people are talking and heckling, and oh, it's, like, it's like the jungle for real. Mm-hmm. But it was to the point It was to the point to where, well, let me, let me say this. It was really the jungle before I started. It was really bad. Like, they had boo nights and all that stuff. When I started, it was more of a... Uh, People just kind of being disrespectful, not listening, talking to each other, or partying. It was like the bottle popping era, like, just got started and all that. So you might have bottles. Somebody might be on somebody's shoulders with a yeah. bottle right in the middle yeah. of your set. You that know era I mean? looked great in music videos. <laughs> yeah, but it, I, I was, like, in middle school. Right yo, at the top, but not I'm conducive for it. comedy. <laughs> not conducive for comedy. So, but I didn't realize until later on in my, my career that that really helped me because I – um. I felt like if you can make people laugh when they're not paying attention and they're distracted by other things, once you get into a real club and a real spot where people came for comedy, that's why you see my shit is rapid fire. Yeah. Because. I was just going to ask that. Like, I don't want nobody to be. <laughs> back when I started, I didn't want nobody to be saying shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. Right. I'm like, I'm, I'm a. I'm a fire on everybody. Even if I, I don't even wait for the laughs. I don't even care if y'all laugh. I'm about to just drill y'all with what's on my mind right yeah. now because y'all don't give a fuck and I don't either. And usually when you don't give a fuck as much as the crowd don't, y'all all come together. You yeah. know what I mean? So like, I'm really glad I started in Atlanta because um, L.A. is great. They, you know, I feel like the crowds there give you more time for your storytelling and yeah. all that, which I think I suffer I suffered from that being an Atlanta comedian because I never get it. Not saying you can't do it because there's a lot of Atlanta comedians that do it. But I never gave myself the time to be like that storyteller and tell stuff about my life and get into the premise and run yeah. around and, 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 and bring a joke back. So that's why a lot of my shit is just kind of rapid fire. But I mean, like, uh, like, like not yet. I mean, obviously, I don't know. You mean, Are you saying like. Oh, yeah. No, I'm now I'm fine. I'm saying yeah. like it, it suffered initially. But you I mean, I, was, I was about to say because I saw you at Chocolate Sundays. And oh you, yeah, that room you fucking killed it. The room. That Thank you, man. Bad. Like that Thank was crazy. You. Chocolate Sundays is always a good time, man. Shout out to Lonnie, man. Yes. She don't get enough. Big shout out to Lonnie. Yeah, bro. she don't get enough credit, man, for uh, for for holding the um, the black comedy community yeah. down. Listen, in Lonnie Los, showed me a lot of love every Angeles. time I've ever been in LA, yeah. bro. Not even yeah. knowing me who I was at first. So I'm I saying without, her. without her, a lot of black comedians in LA wouldn't touch a stage. Yeah, because it's really it's you know it's difficult to get on stages in LA. You know what I mean? Bro, I'm learning. I'm learning this now. Like I, I just okay. started traveling this year. Gotcha. When I did, oh, okay, when I did okay. Chocolate Sundays in February. Fresh meat, <laughs> nigga. Fresh meat. <laughs> when I did Chocolate Sundays in February, that was my that first, was time first time flying. Like, I like that was my first. Oh, time. Oh, nigga, you a prison body, nigga. <laughs> 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 my first time flying, man. I was 28 years old. <laughs> 
That's oh, what's man. up, man. Okay, okay. Bro, so, so you like, just not really getting into yeah, it. So like, but it hey, man, dope, bravo, man. bro. My, my, you got your yeah. own podcast. I appreciate that. Straight hey, up, because a lot of people be like, man, man, what do I need to do in this comedy thing? Like, bro, do something. <laughs> Go do it, and you're figuring it out, man. That's yeah. dope. That's really dope. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. But nah, literally, bro. Like, like to get to do that stage, my first time ever, like go going to I don't know, something. That yeah. shit was crazy to me. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like. But but then I started like following more people from LA or whatever, and then I, I'm seeing them who live out there tweet about, oh, it's kind of hard to get, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, like yeah. I'm like, oh, really? So now it's wh- like that. Now look, if you go out there and, and they be like, what's going on, Bobby? How you been? And everybody go, me all cool. Which yeah. I know you could go to this spot, da 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 da. I mean, yeah. But if you go out there and be like, yeah, man, I just got myself an apartment over here, Burbank, yeah. and da da da. Like, oh, okay, that's what's up. <laughs> now you now you competition. Now, oh yeah. You now go was, from visitor to competition for like, that who spot. Is you, nigga? Now, yeah, because like the spot. Are, are minimal so okay. now if it's a new nigga in this spot like all right now damn that might push me you know some people have some some different vibes that's when pretty crazy live there yeah but isn't there always gonna be a new nigga everywhere yeah but people don't give a fuck about that oh wow <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't nobody care about logic are you kidding me have you lived in the world nigga logic logic are you crazy bobby brown jr bobby brown jr out of his mind this nigga think people logical <laughs> oh man oh shit bro oh all right, um, real quick, mm-hmm. uh, Wildin' Out, man. Yes. Uh, I grew up on that show. Uh, I've literally been watching it since season one. Yeah, I, shit, I grew up on that show. Okay. It's been on since, Bruh. so this is the 21st season coming up after this. Salute one. to that, guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out to Nick and then the whole squad. You've been on, like, six or seven of them now? Man, more than that. So, yeah. shit, we film, like, two, two um, seasons a, a year. Okay. So, like I said, uh, season twenty is film is uh, airing right now. Mm-hmm. We already filmed twenty one, which will be airing, you know, at some yeah. point. I've been on since season twelve. Wow. Okay. So, so twenty one right. was my ninth season being on there. But it's very salute s- to you, man. Thank you, man. Hell I appreciate yeah. it. A lot of people don't know that because it's very sporadic. Like, yeah. Like that, my season thirteen. If you got wild now, you watch season thirteen. You'll see me a lot. Yeah. I'm on like twenty something episodes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what happened, but from then on. Out of the 30 episodes from 13 up to 21, I've averaging like eight to five episodes per season. We've yeah. been having a lot of a lot of different people in, a lot of cast and crew, so yeah. kind of took my numbers down. So that's why you may not see me as much. But if you've been watching lately, you know. You see you. See you. I, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. see you all the time. Like, yeah, but you really had, like, it ain't like, people catch clips of Wildin' Out, I think, more yeah. so nowadays than they, than they set their alarm to go and, yeah. Watch, you know, watch it at nine o'clock. I think it's just because TV is just set up differently it now, is, man. man. But I, I, I literally vividly remember. I used to absolutely me. I would just sit down in front of the TV every time Wild Out. Was yeah, on. man. Uh, so is it fun, man? Like, how, how what, what do you like about it? What man, I, I love. Um, it's like, it's like uh, being X Men University. What was the name of the school for the X Men? Honestly, the I have school no idea. Of the gifted and whatever. Uh, Y'all know. Yeah, the, the, the niggas with mutant powers. Yeah, you feel me? So it's like that's that's what it is. Every Everybody has kind of their own way of making people laugh mm-hmm. um, or making people interested in their stuff. And it, the coolest thing is very fun. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like high school all over again, yeah. like just talking shit, roasting each other. Um, but being good friends is very supportive. You know what I mean? You got your bickering here and there. And, you know, it's a lot of egos, personalities, which is going to be obvious when you have 30. Yeah, well, you have something. everyone, a content creator. Everybody's yeah. somebody. Yeah, but you know what? It's, it's, it's very difficult um, as a stand-up comedian. It's easier for stand-up comedians on that show because yeah. you're used to winning and losing 
on stage. Mm -hmm. You know how to fail. You know how to get out of it. You know yeah. how to do stuff. If you, for the social media content creators, they're not used to that. They're not used to people like being like in their face, like, oh, what yeah. are you talking about? Or, or saying something you expect oh, to that's laugh. Oh, interesting. And people not laughing and not knowing how to, you know, as a stand-up, you think, oh, this punchline going to work. Yeah. Sometimes it don't. And you got to figure out how to weasel your way <laughs> yeah. out. They've never had that experience. And I sat up there. I remember being up on stage one time because a lot of the games you play with other people. But some of the games you've got to walk up there by yourself. Yeah, solo. And, and, when I stopped, and when I put my feet down, I wasn't even thinking about myself. I was like, oh, these niggas right here ain't going to be able to do this. Because <laughs> this almost got me, but I'm a professional, so yeah. I'm good. But like, yeah. I was like, yo, it's, this is going to hurt somebody that, does, that lives life through the, oh, hold on, let me speak. Yeah, so, you got to learn. Yeah, so the, the, the best part about it is seeing those, uh, those cast members that don't do stand-up figure it out yeah. and figure out their lane and how to be funny. And then like, oh, I got it now. That mm -hmm. shit is like really cool because I'm, you know, I'm. I'm not only a cast member, but um, a consultant producer, which is basically another word for writer. Yeah, and they, you know, I help them a lot. So when they get when they get it, it's kind of like a, a, a proud teacher moment. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, man. So it's it's, it's really fun. I love it. My I bad. My it. phone going off. You good, man? Leave the comedy club, man. Just call me. Oh, well, what's uh, she? What's she trying to kick us out? All right. I'll see her. I'll see her when she gets <laughs> Uh But nah, man. Like like um. Uh, no, I, there's a dude on uh, last show. I'm taking a writing course right now, okay. like uh, like from Sydney. Uh, oh, man. Sydney, bro, That's I, my brother. Yeah, I literally bro. just got off the phone with him. Yeah, man. Shout out to him, man. I, I've been in this writing course. Like, okay. I, I would love to like get in that world. Like, I remember the first class he was talking about, like, okay, like writing packets for like Wild and Out and stuff like yeah, that. Like, yeah, yeah. I was like writing for the games and stuff like that. Dope. So I had like a document of those. Mm -hmm. And it was just cool, man. I'm still trying to learn, like figure it out. Uh, yeah. Now you're in the right place because Sydney is who I go to yeah. for my writing. Um, he's also a Wild and Out, by the way. Yes, um, yes. But yeah, like know. I say, he's a consultant producer on that show. Um, I started season 12. He started in 13, I think. Mm -hmm. So we've been there almost for the same amount of time. But, yeah, Sydney's my guy, and he's a, a, a tremendous writer. There's not that many black writers um, in Hollywood, and there's not that many black writers that are willing to impart their knowledge on, you know, young yeah. comedians Shout and young out to writers. Him. Yeah, man. Up. So, yeah, that was man. huge, man. Yeah, for real, man. Shout out to Sid, bro. I also got to meet him. He was at Chocolate Sundays, too, man. Yeah, uh, yeah, when, hosting. When I was out there this time. Yeah, mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. He's I got a beast. to finally see a set that he was on. Yeah, yeah, he's a beast, man. He's a beast. Y'all check him out. Y'all check out his page and all that. He's trying to get to 100K. Y'all yeah. get my dog to 100K For followers. sure. You know what I mean? Um, uh, you're in departments. Yeah, man. Let's talk about that real quick. Once upon a time in departments. <laughs> hey, you, I wasn't supposed to be in it. You wasn't? It's a, this no, is for context, this is a new... Uh, oh, sorry. Oh. Yes. Go ahead. I was going to say, for context, this is uh, the new, a new movie coming out. Uh, it has pretty much a bunch of comedians in it. Uh, mm -hmm. I saw Carlos. Uh, I think it was T.I. is one of the mm -hmm. producers, one of the people who who put this together for mm -hmm. y'all. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the trailer is funny as hell. All really. right. I saw it come out like, like um, the trailer like a month ago or so, mm -hmm. and, uh, and it was crazy. But, yeah, yeah. so, so what's the, you weren't so, supposed to be in it Yeah, all. so Departments is, a, like I said, it's a movie. T.I. Uh, created a movie, uh, wrote with, along with um, Sauce Company. Um, some you know, like a writers mm. team he put together, which is only a couple of people. I wrote a couple of scenes in the movie as well. Um, but yeah, Departments Man, he did that, directed it as well as his first direct, his directorial debut, and narrates it. He's the yeah. voice of Departments. Yeah, and it's basically about um, a story about 
being, I'm trying to think of a way not to give it away, but it's obviously super funny, but it's a story about being in, in departments and all the stuff that happens and different things, and it teaches lessons throughout in a funny way, you know, in terms of gentrification yeah. and redlining and, and, and stuff like that. I'm actually, I'm excited to watch it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, man, I'm, it's got some of the best comedians. DC Young Fly is also executive producer on it, like I said, Carlos Miller, uh, K-Dub, mm -hmm. myself, Erica funny Duchess. Who also uh, funny as hell. Cheating man. Ass Myron, Moneybag Mafia. Uh, throw it off one. There's lot, Ronnie Jordan is yeah. in there, and that's how Ronnie was actually supposed to play my character. Oh, right? okay, interesting. And he got COVID. Oh, right shit. before they started shooting. Wow. I was at a comedy club um, doing doing a show, and this was right when they was like in the middle of doing table reads and stuff, and they found out Ronnie had COVID and had to switch up. And and Clay Evans, who uh, was tips manager and was uh, Duval's manager and um, a lot of people. He helped a lot of people out. Travis Scott, he passed away yeah. um, last year, or this past year. But he was at the show. He was like, man, look, I'm about to put you on with tip. And you know what I'm saying? This is going to be, you know, you'd be good for this role. So I'm, I'm forever indebted to Clay for just telling Tip about me. Because Tip knew who I was, I think, kind of, sort of. Yeah. He used to always see me. Tip's such a good person, man. Like, he used to always see me. All right, let me back up. I used to sell weed at Magic City, right? <laughs> I used to be in Magic City all the time, standing behind <laughs> standing behind the DJs, man. Shout out to uh, hey, Boo. Hey, salute to everybody traveling to Magic City, man. Hey, shout, shout out, out to Boo, DJ X, Rated, man. Out of space, all them boys, man. I used to stand behind Esco. I used to stand behind them, man. And, you yeah. know, the girls would come in there, you know, Travelers, people would come from out of town looking for weed. Yeah, the girls would come in. Hey, I got a boom, boom, boom. So I'd be in there working. And so that's that how you made up for that NBA money. You that's did. How, <laughs> that's how. Yeah, in between time. So uh, Tip would always come in there and he would salute me and dap me up. But I think just because he was a good nigga and he seen me a lot, but he didn't know who I was. You don't know you was a, com a comedian. I don't think he knew I was at all. Oh, okay. I just think he seen me in the same place a lot of times, so he figured I was something. Okay. Whatever it was, okay. not you know what I mean. Somebody worth dapping up and saying what up but also he was kind of like the mayor of atlanta so if you're around some shit he's gonna show love yeah and um you know i was doing that and then i finally you know got to meet him through clay and doing the movie and, and i was ready that's the the readiness is the the lesson for this i was ready when i had my table read i was off book already yeah. ready to do my stuff and it fit right in so i played a, a character called bishop who is um who's kind of like the has his own store in yeah. apartments. You know, everywhere you go, you get snacks and yeah. blunts and chips, and I got like, air mattresses. Like the honey dripper lady type. You shit. dig, yeah. but my wife is the candy lady. Okay, basically. all right, you yeah. feel what I'm saying? Who's played by Erica Duchess? Okay, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, man. Apartments is coming soon. We still putting the final touches on it, but yeah. it's coming out this summer. Yeah, Lord, listen, will. man. Uh, gonna be the gonna be the movie of the year. Come movie on, of the man. summer already, man. Please believe. Make it sure y'all go see it. Listen, I've been in on the edit, man, and you know, as an editor, you see stuff yeah. a million times, right? Yeah, I edit like all these. Yes, and you watch it over and over, and it might be funny the first couple times, right? And after a while, you're like, all right, I don't know what's funny here. Yeah. I've seen that movie a hundred times, and I laugh, even though I know it's coming every single time. Yeah. I'm not even playing, so I can't <laughs> wait till the world gets to see it. The Potmans, man, this summer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Uh, do you have, like, a – let me see. Like, do you have, like, I don't know, any point in your career where comedy was hard for you? I don't know. Like, now, you, when you see like, – when you see you work your stage, you know, yeah. it's like boom, boom, boom here and there. But, like, what, what was that era? Like? There was a comedy – I wouldn't say hard, it just – I would say it just became more difficult because there was a a transition for me in the comedy world in this term. When I started off, I would do anything. I didn't, any show? 
Well, I still do any show, but oh. I would do anything while I was on the stage. Oh, okay, like, okay. Uh, my jokes it. were just whatever. I didn't care what people thought about what I was saying. Like, I would walk off the stage in slow motion, like, yeah. ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I would do wild shit like that. Yeah. But it got to a point I was getting paid for it, and it made my, I don't know what made my mind say, okay, maybe not take as many chances as you used to before oh, wow. you was getting paid. Yeah. And that was difficult to get back into how I started, because that's what I liked. Yeah. I liked the fact that I didn't even know what I was going to say sometimes and being unpredictable. But when I started getting paid, I felt like I was getting a little more predictable. And I, I wasn't, the, the crowd was enjoying my stuff, but I wasn't enjoying myself. Yeah. I wasn't enjoying it. And I was just like, oh, no, nah, this ain't, this ain't that. it. You yeah. know what I mean? So that was, that was a difficult transition, but I'm sure a lot of people go through it and it was just something to get through. But there, I don't think there was ever a time, God put me here to do this. Yeah. So there was never a time where it was like, hard for me to figure out what to say or do but you know it was hard shows and yeah. shit like that but it was never nothing physically or emotionally or mentally hard you said something earlier uh that i passed on but i'm thinking about it again boo nights what the hell is a boo night uh, yeah yeah, yeah. so i didn't learn that till i got to atlanta too. so a boo night is where they they uh where they're they the hosts prompts people to boo if someone is not good yeah, you know what terrible. i mean it's like yo if you don't like them boo their ass <laughs> or they used to have this thing called this is before i started comedy atlanta the key key night or they just keys so it'd be like if somebody's doing bad you just start hearing keys jangling which means <laughs> which means get in your car get the fuck <laughs> The yo, car keys, hit him with the car keys. Crazy. Shout out Nara Hostin, man. That was his <laughs> night. I saw that. I wasn't doing comedy at the time. I saw those nights though yeah. coming up. So yeah, boo nights and oh, key shit. nights and uh <laughs> man, shout out to Rod Rose and Make Me Laugh Media, one of the first people to give me a shot, like doing hosting and stuff in Atlanta. But they had a night more recently. It wasn't so much a boo night, it was crazy. It was um it was a ah Give me the light. Ah, I hate that I don't remember the name of it. Forgive me. But this is how it went. You had uh, pretty much a five-minute set, right? Yeah. And three minutes into your set, the lights would flicker. And if people was fucking with you, they just don't say nothing. They let you finish your shit. But if they wasn't, they would start slow clapping. <laughs> Yo. And if people start picking it up and start clapping, <laughs> you got to get your ass off the stage. <laughs> Yo, that would actually make me so bad, bro. Ah, that hurts. You know, it, it probably would, oh, but I seen, I seen people that were actually, I seen people get better because once that started happening, they would figure out their way through those claps to make people laugh, yeah. even if it's about the clap and getting off of their set uh -huh. and making people laugh, which is a, is a skill that you need in comedy. I had to use that skill. Where was I at? Uh, Plus, oh, if you want me to stay on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, yeah. Everybody stop like shit. I had to use that skill at a spot called The Bank um, the other day. K-Dub hosts in Atlanta. Super dope spot. Greg Street on Mondays. And I was doing my set. And people was laughing, but they weren't laughing as hard as I wanted them to. Yeah. My, granted, it was one in the morning. They'd been in there forever, so they yeah. was kind of tired. So I just, in the middle of one of my jokes, I just started talking about somebody's hat. Like, my mind immediately just went to get out that joke and start talking about something in here. And I said somebody's people hat, and it opened up everything. So it's room. Yeah, so it's still, a, it's still a skill that you that I use today. So I think people that went and did that show, hopefully they learned that important skill from that and not just in skill, in how to <laughs> handle embarrassment. Oh, shit, man. Uh, do you have a family? Uh, you, got, you got... Nah, man, it's just me, my mother, my brother. Um, That's a family? What do you mean, family. no? I thought you meant, like, children. <laughs> That's... 
Yeah, but that would be a horrible question to ask somebody that have a family and you're talking about their mom and dad. Yeah, nigga, everybody got that, but everybody don't have a family of my. I don't have family of my own. Okay, okay. Let's say that. Yeah. Let's say that. I got God, godchildren and nephew. Yeah. You know what I mean, but now nah, I don't have a family on my own. Yeah. How, how does your immediate family like, uh, like when you did stand up and all? Like, how, what, what was that like? God bless my mother, man. She, uh, like I said, I had a good job, um, and I and I was done doing that, and it was going through the struggle of the the of the starting comedian, and and instead of her being like, "What are you doing?" and you know, you had this good job, she was like, "Yes, do it." You know what I mean? If you need my help, you need anything from me while you're doing this and on this journey, just let me know. Just is I feel like you're happy doing this, and I know you can do it. Yeah, and that meant the world to me because I didn't That's know beautiful. how she was going to react after me going to school all these years and working in corporate America and all that. But she didn't miss a beat. She was like, "Yep, go do it." Yeah, and and I thank her for that for sure. That's big, man. Yeah, my it's mom, huge. My mom was like the same way. I didn't. I I don't know. I thought I, I didn't finish college mm-hmm. and, and the way that it started at all. But she was real supportive of me doing this and, like, still it's trying huge. to figure my way out and figure it's out huge, what, man. what's next, man. All you young parents, man, make sure you support, you know, your kids' you know, your kids' dreams and wants and, and, what, and their desires. It's, it's very helpful. It's very helpful. No matter how big or small the dream is, because it could lead to another bigger dream for yeah. sure. That ice maker make me like every time. I'm yeah, I'm like, is up. somebody in here? Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> nah, <laughs> man. Uh, doing a show at four o'clock today—that's kind of weird. Yeah, what, man. What you, how do you? How yeah, you shout feel? out to Jacksonville. First yeah. of all, man, we didn't even have shows planned for today, and we, now we got two because uh, we had a seven o'clock added to the Sunday, mm-hmm. and um, you know that sold, sold out that so bitch fast. Out. Yeah, that was like we're gonna add another one, but didn't want to do it late, so we did it early. Yeah, um, I've done a show before at this time of day. So um, it's cool, but I think I just think it's dope, man. I think people are gonna be late as hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it is a Sunday, so you know, people coming out of church and all that stuff. So yeah, so yeah, be in their church uniforms. I think it's gonna be dope, man. I think it's gonna be fire. <laughs> a church crowd. I don't know how they go ahead. They'll be all right. Yeah, that'd be fine. Yeah, if they come in here, they know what time it is. <laughs> they listen to tip music. Yeah, you know what I mean. But that's the dope thing too about being on the road with tip, man. You get you get people like sometimes I'm not hosting today, but. Uh, when I host, sometimes I ask if this is uh, anybody's first time coming to a comedy show, and a lot of people will be clapping. Yeah. So that means you, this is your opportunity to uh, shape the way they look at comedy. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're their idea of a stand-up comedian, and that's dope to do that. Because, like, when you do colleges and stuff, it's kind of the same thing. It's their first time seeing a comedian. So you kind of set the standard for what they need to see, and I think that's really dope. Yeah. It's one of the dopest things about being on this tour. Uh, how, How's the tour like? Like, how did that line up? How What has that been like? Like, Oh man, so I've been on a few dates. There's there's a uh, six members. I mean, seven members total. I mean, obviously Tip does all of the shows, but yeah. he rotates three yeah. comedians out of the That's six. I was gonna say y'all like the lineup that that uh, even switches. Like, yeah, the lineup I mean, changes. Interesting too. Like I yeah, yeah, the lineup changes um, every every show that we got. And uh, like I said, I think this is like my fourth one. But every one of them has been well. They've all been received well, and it's actually really amazing to watch Tip's ascension. And him figuring out comedy and him headlining going after such great comedians. You yeah. know what I mean? It's three beasts going up before him, and he's still able to hold his own for 50 minutes to an hour, hour 15 sometimes. You know what I mean? So it's dope to even see that. And it motivates me. Yeah. It motivates me. It makes me remember back to when I was a, you know, new comedian and trying to figure shit out too so it's, it's very motivational so would you consider like uh like 2008 you're starting like where you were in Sarah or before that yeah okay i would think i think so i'm, just, I'm trying to do the math yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah in august yeah 
Um, I didn't I ask you this August before, 28th. but but uh, who was it that made you get into comedy, or what? Like, uh, I said, well, like I said, it was the it was the um, going to the improv thing, mm-hmm. but uh, there a moment? Southside Trill mm-hmm. is one of the improv cast members, still my dog to this day, and he was doing stand up already. Okay, and needed a ride to a show like after one of our rehearsals, and I was like, boom, I'll take you. And I took him down there, and it was a spot. There was about eight or nine people there. And a host, Drew Thomas, very funny comedian as well, was like, man, you uh, you want to do stand-up? And I was just, something in me said, yeah. yeah. I've never done it before or whatever. That night? That night. Oh. And he was like, yeah, because there wasn't that many people there. And there was like two or three comedians. Trill was closing. There was nobody really there. So he was like, you want to do stand-up? I was like, yeah, yeah, shit, I'll do it. And I did it. And I didn't have no set or nothing to say, but I'm good at roasting. And the place was fucked up looking. So I just yeah. talked about how the place looked. And then that bug bit me from right there. And then yeah. shit, I <laughs> was on stage every night for years straight. You yeah. know what I mean? So it just it just kind of happened all from that night in 08. You know? 2008, man. <laughs> yeah, like, man. Obama's year. Bro. Obama's year. I was, I don't know, man. I was, uh, I might have been before I even got to middle school. I think mm-hmm. I might have been elementary still. Yeah. Fucking, I think my first time seeing comedy was like uh, the Kings of Comedy VCR tape. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, somehow, somebody in my family had that. Yeah, which uh, which was weird. I don't know because like a lot of my family, I don't even know if they were really into stand up. Got you. Just, up. But but nah, I'm, that I'm was in every black household. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That shit in the big fork and and uh, spoon and yeah. knife on the wall. That, <laughs> them two things was in everybody's household. Yeah, and I'm, I'm like the youngest one, man. Okay, I, I'm, I, I got an older brother and an older sister, but like none of them were really. I mean, we would watch like obviously like when Kevin Hart and Cat Williams would put stuff out, but. I think I, I don't know. I found it when I was like like super super young. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, okay, this looks pretty cool. But I never thought I used to want to be a rapper. I never. I never oh thought yeah. That, I, I didn't start doing comedy until I got to college and shit. That's but, good. <laughs> rap is hard. <laughs> no, nah, rap is rap is way easier to comedy, bro. No, no, no. It's harder to make it. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's harder to make it as a rapper than a Fuck comedian. Yeah. Are you kidding Tyler, me? I'm telling you, bro. Anybody can make. I'm telling. It's way no, easier can't. to make it as a no, rapper. No, you can't. Uh, you need a whole machine behind you. Tyler, bro. You know how much it costs to break a one record, bro. Hundreds of thousands of dollars to get it in rotation. I'm telling you, dog. Listen. It's easy to. It is easier to put words on a song and be a rapper for yes. sure. But to be a successful rapper, as opposed to being a successful comedian, I'm taking the comedian route. Okay. Well, but you. Uh, that's you. your route. But I'm just. Uh, you. I don't know. I mean, no. Easier. Give me two. Give because me two human beings. Yeah. At the age of 15. <laughs> and they're going to pick rap. Go ahead. And finish, one picks finish, rap. Finish. And one picks comedy. <laughs> I'm putting my money on the comedian <laughs> to be more successful than the rapper. Okay. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You can listen. That is not the same. You're betting now. You're not the person doing it. That's not the same. Well, no, I wasn't the person yeah, doing okay, it. Okay, I was ahead. trying to take myself out of it, which okay. I thought made it easier. It's okay. like, I'm still going to say that I can make it say it's easier to yeah. make it as a rapper. This is why I'm saying this, too. <laughs> as a rapper, you have a very short time to yeah. make it and be something. And that depends on what that is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you can uh, uh, be huge and be a megastar, or you may be an open mic showcase rapper person. That's not going to last very long. As a comedian, you go from that showcase person, an open micer, and you might get on and be huge and be Kevin Hart, or yeah. you may be someone that works every weekend and pulls in $10,000 a weekend, mm. and you're doing that every weekend for years, 
and you become a millionaire. Yeah. And no one really knows you. I know several of those guys. <laughs> I don't know how many open mic rappers are doing that. So that's my point. Bro. Okay, okay. I, I get it's it when easy. you break it down yeah, like that. it's way easier to be successful. And I'm saying way easier. I'm not saying it's easy to be successful in comedy. Maybe that's what you took from what I said. It's yeah. easy. It is not. Yeah. But, nigga, yeah, rap. Hard. Rap. Is like making the NBA. Being a star <laughs> rapper, it's one out of two million rappers yeah. making it to where you we hear them all the time, mm. for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, we're, we're gonna see. We're, we'll let them figure it out in the comments. Yeah, for see, sure. Let see. us know what you think. Is yeah, easy. yeah, yeah. yeah. What's like easier? That. What's easier? Be it a successful rapper or a comedian? Yeah. <laughs> you still um, don't believe? <laughs> well, I, I, because I think I don't know. I, I'm so, no, maybe, I feel you. maybe because I'm still work. I'm working. In the, in, you know, I, I yeah. gotta see. I can't see. You. I think I think you're taking the rap that you've heard that isn't very good and like, damn, anybody can make it. No, they had a machine <laughs> behind them. There's yeah. several. Maybe millions of dollars behind that horrible song. Yeah. So that makes sure that you hear it. There are a lot of songs that are horrible with machines. And you're them. only hearing it because of money. You're not hearing it because like somebody likes that song. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, not the reason. What's like the worst song you think you've ever heard? Do you have one? The worst song I've ever heard. Yeah. Something about your girl got me. <laughs> that, that, it, that was uh, the song. That was on Apple Music. That was on everything. Uh, Shout out to J.J. Fish, man. It was funny. But J.J. Fish. Yeah, but that was a real song. Oh, you see shit. what I'm saying? That was, yeah. <laughs> The worst song. I haven't thought about Ice JJ Fish. And you shouldn't have. <laughs> you shouldn't have. I'm weird. Don't don't but take. It. Would you consider him a successful rapper? Fuck no. He got. He blew up. He had his run. Where yet? <laughs> hey, they all can't last forever, like you said. Look him up. <laughs> <laughs> and th so that's my point. No, it's hard to be a successful rapper, like being still being able, like people like Tip being able to rap into their forties, Jay Z. Uh, shit, Fifty Cent don't even rap no more. It's, you know, Rick Ross and it's few people. Snoop Dogg, like they they got to figure something else out. But there's a few people that can rap all the way up until whatever. As a comedian, you could do this shit until you lose your voice. Yeah, you know that's what I mean. True. You know what I mean. So it's way easier. All right, all right. <laughs> I'm on you. I'm on. I'm on you with that one, bro. <laughs> you got it. I'm on you with that one. Oh man. Uh, how old are you now? You said you were 26 <laughs> when you started comedy, yeah. and, and you started in 2008. I'm not good at math. I've been trying to think of it the whole show. <laughs> so, I'm trying to make sure I said the right number now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm old. Just know I'm yeah. old enough. To, I was born in the 80s. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. You said, wow, I wasn't even around. <laughs> you was born. I was born in 98. 90, 90, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was outside a little bit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was outside by then, my boy. I'm about, yes, to, turn, I'm about to turn 25 in a couple months. Got what were you, you doing man. at 25? Man, I, that was, uh, yeah, shit. I was working working for the Hawks, okay. um, turning into, starting to do comedy. Yeah, I think it was 25, 26. Yeah, 25. it was right, okay. right about that time because I finished grad school. I was 23. Then I worked for two years. Well, I worked for four years, but I started doing comedy like two years into work and then two years while doing comedy, yeah. kind of the same thing. So, yeah. Where'd you go to school? So, um, it's USC in uh, South Carolina. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. And oh. then uh, graduate school in um, Averett, Virginia, a place called Danville. Danville, Virginia. Okay. Mm -hmm. I've never even seen that on the map. That's crazy. No, you ain't. <laughs> uh, you heard of North Carolina A&T? Yes. So if you were to go to North Carolina A&T, which is in Greensboro, North Carolina, mm -hmm. and you drove, you drove through there like 40 minutes north, on the, on the small highway you could get to Virginia. It's like the first city in Virginia. Yeah. Yeah, it's a border town. So, okay, okay. Yeah. I just found that I got family in Virginia. Got gotcha. you. Yeah, so there's a lot of it's a lot of black people from there. Like uh yeah. 
Uh, I don't know if you remember back when the Seahawks was really good and they was winning Super Bowls. Yeah, they had a. Uh, you mean Russell Wilson or early? Fuck no. Oh. Yeah, no. He, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> he was there, but I mean, like, uh, it was a, it was a safe thing. Cam Chancellor. Oh yeah, of course he's I remember from, Cam Chancellor. He's from there. He was fire on Madden. Yeah, he's from there, and they had another guy from the same team. They both went to the same high school in Danville. Danville has some athletes, Dogs, yeah. athletes. Yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a little known town, but it's some, some black people yeah. in there. We yeah. had uh, we had people here growing up football going up against Derrick Henry, like the try, try that. Derrick Henry was an adult male. Bro. In <laughs> Bro. The pictures of him is like he looks the same now. Bro, he was getting like three thousand, four thousand rushing. Who trying yards to tackle him school? after the fifth period? <laughs> Who trying to go to school the next day after trying to tackle Derrick Henry? Are you kidding me? He should, yeah, nah. Let, let, let's bump him up to college. He should have been bumped up to college in eleventh grade. Yeah. Straight Did you up. play sports ever? Were you like a yeah basketball? That was that's what got me to play with the Hawks. Um, okay. Yeah, I played basketball throughout college. Were you good? Um, you always. Did I was good enough college. to make it to college. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, injuries, I think, kept me from. My full potential, all that, and I was I was right before the era of training. Mm-hmm. I was still in the era of we about to go hoop and play five on five and pick yeah. up. And we I learned from that. watching TV. Yeah. No, I know you still do that, but now in order to be successful, you got to have somebody that trained you one on one doing drills and all wow. that stuff like every day. I didn't have that, yeah. And I okay. think if I had that, that'd have made me a much better basketball player because I can see it now with all the kids. That's why a lot of these kids now could do everything. Yeah, dribble with their left and right, and they got the moves and the euro step. But a lot of them don't have the instincts to play basketball because they don't be playing five on five. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? So I probably could kill you five on five wise, but in the drills, I'd be knocking the ball yeah. all over and kicking the ball out in the stands. Nah, me, me and my homeboy, we just, I, we still play like we we'll just go recreation yeah, yeah, to yeah. this day, man. I think it has to be kept alive. Yeah, it does. But I'm saying that was all we had to yeah. learn how to get better. You just mm-hmm. kept playing five on five, five on five, one on one. But it wasn't. I didn't. Shit, I didn't do my first. My high school coaches wasn't that good either. I didn't do my first. Real drill work till I got to college. I was like, "What the <laughs> hell is this?" I was like, "What are we doing? We lining up, nigga." My first workout that I had on oh. jean shorts and some running shoes. I thought we was lifting weights. I ain't know an individual workout, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Nothing about practice. Too. I ain't know nothing about practice. Practice, we rolled the ball out. We hoop. <laughs> I was like, what, get in line, guards over here, forward. What, the, what you mean? Why Suicide? are you splitting up? What is this? You no, know, we ran now. I always know oh, about yeah. running, but, like, the terms of, like, splitting up and doing guard drills oh, and full shit. court one-on-one and elbow to elbow and shot yeah. fake drills and pivot drills. I'm like, man, golly, basketball is a lot. <laughs> no, I was a I was a recreational gym class hooper. Yeah. I played, I played soccer for real. I couldn't I make would the basketball too. Oh, word. I couldn't make the I basketball I wish I could play soccer, man. That's a very difficult sport no, to My play. co-host, Logan, he played. He was on our basketball team at high school. Got you. Uh, He's a hooper. Yeah, yeah, but right. I be locking him up now to this. Oh, day. come on, Lowe. <laughs> oh God. Oh man. Uh, is there anything uh, that you want to talk about before but that I missed, man? Something I might not know about that we want to. Um. Nah, I think we covered everything, man. The Cube, yeah. Wild and Out. It was a show called Boss Up on WeTV. Mm. Um, that I had one of my first forays into the television world. Uh, departments, like you said, is coming out. Uh, there's a game show called Holly. Not, it used to be called Hollywood Squares back in the day. Now it's called Celebrity Squares. And, oh, I've um, seen that before. Yeah, it's like the tic-tac-toe and you pick the celebrity that you yeah. want to answer the question. If you get that mark and you get it all in rows, tic-tac-toe and you win. Wow. Um, I wrote writing for that um, that's going to be coming out. They ain't started filming yet. Yeah. Um, so I'm writing like the jokes and the answers and hey, all you're that. You're working shit. for real, bro. You got Jesus. to, bro. You got to, man. Once you get in it, man, it's... It's it'd be ups and downs, the peaks and the valleys, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a lot of you just try to stay at the peak as much as you can and move on to the next thing and never be too stuck in one situation to where when it's when it ends, 
you don't know what to do next. Yeah. And that can happen a lot in this business. You start working and getting shit, like, oh, it's good, and the money's good, and you're getting a check every week, and then that shit ends, like, ah, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. You weren't thinking about what you're doing next. Yeah. So. As the, uh, yeah, I've been trying to finish uh, Sydney's class, man. It's taken me all year so far. Got man, you. But, but I'm trying to put it together, but yeah. I really want to get into that. Um, uh, has, like, the writer strike or anything affected you at all? Like, so, like, here's the thing with the writer strike. Um, it may affect me in a positive way, but in a negative way in the long run. So, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. When you get a consulting producer job, which yeah. is essentially a writer, yeah, you don't get paid residually. Uh, you don't get paid over time. So, like, I'm a consulting producer on Wild and Out. Mm-hmm. I've been on hundreds of episodes writing or on it. If I was to get residuals from that, I probably wouldn't be sitting right here. Yeah, <laughs> probably very yeah. wealthy. You know what I mean? It would be hard to do stand up. Yeah, off my from my yacht, but I don't. You get paid that one time, so that's the thing people are really trying to fight for is kind of losing that that title, um, along with a bunch of other things, obviously with the AI and it's just a lot yeah. of hard work, and people aren't getting getting paid for it. But and like I said, in turn, that's going to open up more jobs for the consulting producer. Um, and you can get more money in the in the meantime during the strike. Yeah. And then I'm hoping that when the strike comes back, I can really get my generational wealth on with, <laughs> with the writing. So, you know, yeah. it, it, it's uh, it's affecting me in a different way. And I think a lot of black writers, too, in a different way. There's mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of my friends are working right now, per se. You know what I mean? And there's some things that you can do that's allowed by the Guild and by SAG. SAG is on strike, too, so the actors and the writers are I'm on I'm just strike. now learning about all this. Like, okay, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, like, this is my entry. Like, I told you, man. Yeah, you're right on it. Yeah. I, I Comedy, like, two years ago was when I started seeing the real world of, like, when I came here to this place. Like, yeah. And, and started learning about all these, you know, angles that you could take from that comedy could take. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but it is interesting, man. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Tyler Chronicles, all right, here at the Comedy Zone right now. By the time this come out, they're going to be goddamn gone. But <laughs> yeah. you can follow him Unless on the internet. Out tonight, I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this can't come out by 4 p.m. Yeah, right? nah. <laughs> you can follow him on Instagram, uh, the internet, ty- at Tyler Chronicles. Yes, um, YouTube, I've seen you a lot like you on YouTube because you got the podcast, More yeah, Than Culture yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. Make sure y'all go check that out and uh, apartments and everything, man. Oh, yeah, More Than Culture is now on the 85 South Show app as well. We oh, just, really? We just started collaborating oh, with them, so you oh, can check wow. us out. Okay. We're putting um, old and new and new episodes on their app. Yeah. Yeah, man. Tyler Chronicles, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Writer's Block Podcast. We out of here.